Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to talk a little wide receiver rankings. Last week we started to talk about Todd Gurley, broke out into a wide er, running back rankings list. So I figured this week... I'd make up my own top 20 early 2019 wide receiver ranks. I put them out on Instagram, Jeff, and uh, people weren't that kind to me. I don't know if that's, does that surprise you? <laughs> people being mean on the internet? That is surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just not, not terribly surprising. So, shoot, I thought we we're just going to go, let's go over my list. You might, you, you probably disagree with me at times. So let's, let's see what we think, maybe some of the comments. I guess first I should just run down the top five real quick. I'll just start there before I go further. So I went with DeAndre Hopkins, number one, for 2019 right now. This is the number two is where people are kind of upset with me. I put Antonio Brown, number two. Yeah, I get it that he uh, wants a trade. We don't know where he's going to be, but I still think it's still Antonio Brown. This guy's great. If he gets with the, any kind of decent quarterback, I think he's going to – why can't he be up here? I don't know. What, do you, are you worried about that one? I mean, yeah, look, th- there's definitely reason to be concerned, but this early into it, not knowing where he's going to go, it- he has been, I don't think there's any question, actually, he has been the most productive wide receiver th- for the past five years. So until he goes somewhere with a poor quarterback or if they completely bury him, like send him to Buffalo, then we can go back and you know rework it. But right now, yeah, I think you're right. I think if he goes to a halfway decent system and you know no one's going to grab him and pay him the kind of money that he's going to want. And I assume they're going to have to, you know, restructure a deal. Um, you know, they're not going to do that and then bury him or not use him. So even if he goes to something like San Francisco, which, you know, it seems like what people are talking about for a landing spot, I, I think Garoppolo, that level of quarterback is good enough to keep him in the top five. So, you know, two, maybe you could make a case that that's too high, but I think he should be in the top five no matter what right now. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I just think this guy's that good. I don't think it's going to really matter. He's going to be on a decent. He's going to be on a team with a decent quarterback. He's going to be fine. Well, it, also, you look at the other people around him. I mean, you you put DeAndre Hopkins number one, but you know anyone else that is up there, you know whether or not it is a 2018 ranking or yours, who else has been year in and year out that consistent where you're you're not worried about a fall off. Because, I mean, even, you know, Tyreek Hill is kind of up and down. Julio Jones, until this past year, didn't always score a lot of touchdowns. So I think, and Beckham is kind of injury prone, it seems, at times, and Eli hasn't been playing well. So there, there's no one else that I will absolutely lock into that number two. And that's also why I'm okay with him being up here, even though there's a question mark hanging over his head. Yeah, there's so many comments about Brown. Just like, guys, I don't understand why Brown is still ranked two. I don't know. And then, you know, then there's somebody like Juju should be over Brown. And well, I mean, I, that, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, a lot will shift around according to what happens to Brown. You know, but until it does, I think you have to kind of assume he's going to have a relatively high production value. And then somebody wrote Brown should be lower. He didn't even have the most receiving yards on the Steelers. Eh, that doesn't matter. He was the best fantasy option there. And. I don't know. People, I think people are so reactionary, uh, yeah, especially right now. Yeah, I mean, 
You're it's right. So he he didn't, and he still ranked depending on how your you know stats were. But if if you went straight standard, he still finished as the number one wide receiver. I mean, he went crazy on touchdowns. There, there there's no way that you can really bag on him. I mean, Juju did amazing. He's a top ten guy. He he is one that could probably rise if Brown truly gets shipped off. But yeah, I have a, I have a hard time with that argument as far as saying Brown didn't produce. He he produced out of his mind, and he still was upset about it because he thought he could have done more. Um, I also posted quarterback rankings, and I got a bunch of comments on that. So we'll talk about that probably next week. But based on the comments I've been receiving off these three lists so far, I think I'm going to be able to pull a team together of Todd Gurley, Antonio Brown, and Aaron Rodgers without a problem. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be easy. And Rodgers isn't going to be till like, like the sixth or seventh round. It's going to be simple. Yeah, everyone's just. It's just, I don't yeah. know. It's crazy right it's now. It's just reactionary. So let's say yeah. I got, got Hopkins one, Brown two. I, got, I put Devontae Adams three, uh, Julio Jones four, and Odell Beckham five, which again, got some comments because then Michael Thomas was my number six. So a lot of people saying that Michael Thomas should be ahead of Odell. Consistent. Yeah, if you just, if you straight up consistency, you know what you're getting. Antonio Burr, Michael Thomas is probably the safer option for sure. But I think Beckham's ceiling is so much higher. Is he is really still ridiculously talented? It could be amazing season if if it all worked out. I still I just like getting Beckham. Yeah, I like him too. I think I think you're right. I think risk reward kind of deal. I think if you were just if you're gonna have to pick someone this high, I think I'd probably rather have Thomas a little more. But Beckham does have the higher higher ceiling. I mean. He, he he did finish obviously behind Thomas, but he also missed three more games this year. He also has Eli compared to Breeze, which you know that's not going to change. It doesn't look like um, in the off season, so you still have to deal with that. But uh, yeah, I think even with all that going against Beckham, if you think that he's going to be somewhat healthy, which you know he looked pretty healthy this year, I do think that he can he can turn it around. And it really, I think he's the only other person on this. I don't even think Thomas. I think he's the only other person on this list that can sneak into that that top, uh, you know, the discussion for number one if he actually had everything go his way. So <laughs> I just love the dueling comments here with, you know, some people. Somebody said um, for De- Devontae Adams, Adams is way too low. At number three. <laughs> Wait, yeah, he's. <laughs> and then the next person, another person wrote. Why is Adams so high? <laughs> I, I, I like Adam. Well, Adams is a great one. I think he's safe. I don't think, you know, I, I think he's just going to be a good pick no matter what. Uh, you know, I have a hard time putting him ahead of that. I think that is, you know, you could put him a little lower if you wanted to. But, uh, you know, my, I guess the question here for anyone that says he's ranked too high is what is going to change from last year? I mean, unless they go out and get Antonio Brown. Adams is going to be the number one. He's going to have Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be that that uh, big threat in the red zone, which they love to throw to him. I mean, unless you think that they're going to abandon the the throw and completely go to Aaron Jones as, on the run game, you have to believe that he is going to have a similar season to last year where he was a top three guy. I'm looking. Okay, here's a, I'm going to run on my top ten. So Tyreek Hill is seven. Mike Evans, eight. Juju Smith-Schuster, 9. A.J. Green, 10. So a lot of people don't like my Evans rank either. I'm just an Evans fan, I guess. It's probably too high. I, you're probably putting him lower, aren't you? 
no, I don't know about that. I, I actually really like Evans. Tell you the truth, I think this is about where I would put him. I think. Uh, I mean, tell you the truth, I mean, when you get down to that um, eight, nine, ten, I think you could make. Um, you know, you could scramble those guys up. But I mean, look, Evans. He was he's been up and down for the past three years. Well, you but want to he hear did, his stats again for that last I was year? Say, he did ridiculously well, and that was with them switching out between quarterbacks. Well, so you have to believe that he can do that again. But he was a disappointment to everyone. It felt like with eighty six catches, one thousand five hundred and twenty four yards, and eight touchdowns. Yeah, he was what number ten overall wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he had a he was he was very good, and he's just he's very good. So I think he. Uh, should be up there, but I'll go keep going here. I had T.Y. Hilton 11, Keenan Allen 12, Amari Cooper 13. The way Dallas used him, I I honestly think that's going to continue. They want him to be their guy. And, I mean, shoot, you see it? I, I think they're going to force feed him the ball, and I think it's going to work out. Or maybe this is just me with, you know, just still remembering how he beat me in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, C- Cooper's going to be the one that gets debated quite a bit at- it, it looks once again. It looks like everything is pointing in the right direction for him. But I, you know, it was hard not to say that about Oakland too. They had the young quarterback. They had the new coaches coming in. I think Dallas is a better landing spot for him. But he, he, when we get down to this level, I think this is where you can take a risk on him. But you have a couple of guys just underneath him that are going to be very close to his level. So Cooper is going to be the, you know, the high risk, high reward kind of guy. Because then after Cooper, I put Diggs fourteen. And I put Galladay at 15, which a lot of people, again, think I'm a little high in Galladay, which, hey, maybe I am. I just I see the talent there. And in his third year, I just think this third-year breakout thing is going to happen with Galladay even more. So I'm, I'm, I think he's going to be here. I think Galladay's a top 15 guy. Yeah, you're not going to – yeah, I was going to say, you're not going to hear me argue. I, I like that. I think, I think you're ahead of the curve, so 15 is going to look high. But, I, you know, I, I think it's good. I, I don't think that that's overvaluing him. But because of that, my number 16 is probably where I got the most hate. <laughs> and that's Adam Thielen. So, latest comment is, the distri- disrespect is unbearable. Adam Thielen is top five. And if you dare question that, then you are a fool. Well, what, he finished number six this past year? Um I mean, you you have the numbers, and do you have the numbers in front of you? Well, it's basically over the last five games is where he really got me worried. The whole, I mean, obviously the Vikings have have a new offensive coordinator. Everything it's going to be different, but over the last five games, Adam Thielen averaged in those five games four catches for forty seven yards. In the last five games, four catches, forty seven yards was his average, and out of those last five games, he only scored one touchdown. That's yeah. And even before that, so those are the last five games. The game right before that obviously didn't include because he was eight for 125 in a touchdown, so very good game. But the two weeks before that, he was seven for 66, and the week before that, he was four for 22. So seven of his last eight games were really poor. They just were. He had His first eight games were great. He was, That's where he had eight straight 100-yard games. He was on fire, couldn't be stopped. Then he had two bad games. Came back, one good game, ended it with five bad games. There's some worry there, I would say. Yeah, and it was a rough second half of that season for him. Yeah, I think the numbers kind of tell the whole story. And I understand people saying, you know, calling disrespect. I don't think it is personally, but you 
Yeah, really do have to take the whole season into account. And like Craig mentioned, his the end of his season was not good. And we really don't know what his uh his offense is going to look like. Diggs is a very good wide receiver across from him. So we don't exactly know where the um, throws are going to go. And on top of that, obviously everyone knows my love for Cooks, but he's going to be back in the backfield, uh, healthy supposedly. So you think that they could lean on that a little bit more. So, yeah, I, I don't know exactly how this offense is going to look. I don't know if, if Thielen was just, you know, hobbled or whatever. Maybe we can make excuses for him. Um, and 16, maybe that's a little low. But I, I do think that he shouldn't. I don't think he should be in the top five, definitely. And I think he falls outside of the top 10, even in my opinion, without a doubt. Well, I've been. I've been using that last five game stat. I'll just use the last eight games. So the last eight games, the last second half of the season, he had 4.8 catches per game and about 49 or 56 yards. I think it was 56 yards, something like that. No, that's it. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't. The only reason I say that he could be in the top, he could be higher, say the top 15 is because the three guys above him, I like Galladay more, but obviously he's kind of a little more unproven. Diggs, his teammate, he outproduced him last year. So you could easily make the case that he's going to do that again. And then Cooper is kind of a wild card. So if someone wanted to take Thielen above those three guys, I have no issue with it. So if you wanted to put him 13, that's where I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Go for that. Knock yourself out. Yeah, it's uh, I just, I don't know, a lot of hate for that one. People were really, well, yeah, it's, it's easy to get really loving, get caught yeah. up in those. I mean, you're right. The first half of the season, though, he was out of his mind. He was ranked number one. So it's hard to get that out of your head, especially if you didn't kind of watch it down the stretch. Yeah, and if people remember those first eight games. That is, I mean, yeah, there's so many comments. Thielen is underrated by far, you know. Why is Thielen so low? Sleeping on Thielen. <laughs> Thielen so far back, what's that about? <laughs> and it's, uh, everyone just remembers those first eight games. Why, why is Thielen so low? And it's everywhere. <laughs> And, but hey, that, I just, I'm, I'm not buying it. But so after Thielen at 16, I went Cooks at 17. I went Woods at 18. Edelman at 19. And I put Cooper Cup 20, maybe a little high. Problem is, I don't like a lot of these receivers after that. Um, I don't know about Doug Baldwin, those kind of guys that will be after this level. So Alshon Jeffrey, I can't get into that. Allen Robinson, I'm just not buying a lot of that right now. And then, yeah, I'm just not. Corey Davis, do you want Corey Davis up there? No, <laughs> no, no. Okay, Corey Davis might break it. out. He might. He very well might. But you know what? He's going to do it with me ranking him low. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> all these guys that you're going to – that come after this, you know, that cutoff, are either they're young and they haven't done it yet or, you know, they're surprising people last year. Because even like – Julian Edelman, I like that one at number 19. I think that's a really solid pick. I actually would kind of mix this up. I think if Cup is healthy, he definitely outscores Woods. And, I, you know, you in that offense, you might even put him ahead of Cooks the way he was playing because Cooks really fell apart at the end as well. Yeah, he had a rough second half too. Yeah. But what, what, do, you think, Another per- what do you think about someone like Kelvin Ridley? See, he's interesting. I just don't – I can't rank him all the way up there. I actually have him ranked 25th right now. So I do have him um, up at 25th. But I just I, – I can't quite put I – mean, you know, he might. he's one that could jump up a little bit for me, though. Because right now I have him below 
like some of the players that I just listed, Allen Robinson, Doug Baldwin, Alshon Jeffrey, Jarvis Landry, Mm -hmm. which if you're, if you are stuck with that situation and that's what I'm trying to think of right now, those five players, even though I have Ridley ranked below them, I'm starting to think, you know what? I'd probably rather have Ridley the upside. I feel like that might be where I go. Right. Be- Maybe I move some other guys around. Those those guys might move down. I just I can't get excited for Robinson or Baldwin or Alshon. Yeah. Or Jarvis. Yeah. I can't for any of them. I have a I have a tough time with those, especially, you know, thinking- I can easily make a case against it. Like Alshon, obviously I like him and his talent, but you know, obviously Wentz wasn't quite the same quarterback. Maybe he'll get back. That'd be great. But you also added Golden Tate as a layer of of wonder in there. The the only other person I want to ask you about is someone who actually cracked the top 15 he was 15th last year and if we don't believe in baldwin do you believe in lockett should he possibly be the guy to sneak in here i just don't i don't and why i don't know but i just i can't buy into tyler lockett and there was actually some lockett comments too people thinking i should have had i should have had lockett up there but no i can't he's actually he's 28th for me um, I have him behind like Ridley. I have him behind Corey Davis. I have him behind Mike Williams. I like those guys upside so much more. I think Lockett is just what he is. He's he could be he's probably be fine, but I don't know. Doesn't just I I do think Doug Baldwin coming back will take away from Lockett. I mean Doug Baldwin was hurt all year. He was there, but he was hurt. And healthy Doug Baldwin is going to be. Take some away from Lockett. And I just, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Lockett fan. I don't know what it is. Something about it. I just, I, I don't buy in. If you were going to, okay, so Lockett is out. If you were going to take one guy and say, he hasn't proven yet. There's no way I can trust it. But I have a feeling that this guy has a good chance of jumping up there, but I can't say it yet. Officially. Who, who would that one guy be? Hmm. Or is there a, a, another guy that even, you know, in the I, back of your head, you're like, I, I think this guy is going to make that jump. It's going to come from obviously like a second or third year receiver. And you know what? It's, it's, it's probably Mike Williams, actually. I think I, Mike Williams over Corey Davis for me, I think it's Mike Williams. It's just how many touchdowns he was getting. And he started to show signs. I just remember that game. I can't remember what game it was exactly now where we had, Couple touchdowns had the two point conversion. He started to look like an, a star receiver, and it was, that game made me think, "Wow, this is like he's going to break out in year three. So I think it's—I really think it's going to be Mike Williams. I just see him improving and improving, and I think this is where I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, yeah, I think Mike Williams. I just think he's the guy. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be alone on that one. He he really did. I mean, the amount of points oh, he yeah, was, was able to put up with the few catches he had, especially the mm-hmm. clinic he put out at the end. You know, you could say yeah, it was kind of one big game kind of deal. But um, ten touchdowns on the yeah, year. and and that's what we kind of thought he could be is that a uh, red zone threat, especially when their tight end situation was in flux. They should have Hunter Henry back, but I I really don't see them shying away from him because as far as wide receivers go, he is by far the best red zone threat and uh, deep threat, really, because Keenan Allen is not that guy. I mean, they, you know, you still have Benjamin, perhaps, but I think I think you're right. I think Mike Williams is going to be the guy they start implementing heavily because he's such a dynamic playmaker, especially stretching the field. 
So I got a few comments saying I am, I'm um, also like disrespecting and uh, Jarvis Landry, not putting him in my top twenty. Nah, how do you feel about that? <laughs> no, I have no. I, I want him to do better. I think he's a a, a wonderful wide receiver. I just um, I feel like he should have shown more last year if if he wanted to be you know if he wanted to be like he cares about us. I mean, but if he wanted to be, these are his... if you're gonna put him in the top twenty. You know, not a lot changed. I, I think that Baker Mayfield can definitely take another step in the right direction. But, it, you know, unless they add someone else um, to that wide receiving core where, you know, he doesn't he's not going to be the number one where he can really do his own thing. They don't have to game plan around him. Then maybe I will admit that, OK, he, he's going to get a little bit of an easier matchup from, you know, week to week. Then I would start looking into it. But right now, you know, everyone knows he's the primary guy. He's the guy they want to get it to. And, you know just hasn't shown enough what he, he finished 23rd overall in standard scoring he played 15 you know we're talking about a full season yeah uh, he just didn't I mean he's a great wide receiver but fantasy wise he didn't show me enough playing for the Browns last year yeah I mean and if you look at standard scoring his best season of all time is where he finished 14th and that's when he's getting like 200 catches a year yeah if I mean <laughs> you know, if you're three yards a catch how, how many catches did he have this year do you have that 81. Okay, so only 81. That, that's even scarier. So, because maybe that was just a Miami Dolphin thing. Yeah, where he was getting all 112 catches. Yeah, and if you're you know? if you're playing PPR, you know that was why he was a darling. You're kind of you know even though his touchdowns wouldn't have been insanely high or anything like that, he was still going to put up very good numbers. Obviously, they're not going to quite they're not going to use him the same way, and I, I think Baker Mayfield will definitely throw it. You know, he'll stretch the field. He'll throw different types of of passes they're going to have a different offense than they had in Miami which I don't know what kind of offense that was so you know that was a whatever quarterback is healthy we're going to stick him in there so yeah I I don't I just don't like the way it's set up for him right now well that's right people saying um Landry should be up there and maybe even like Adelman's too high but if you look at the numbers here Landry last year in what 16 games, he had 81 catches for 976 and four touchdowns, okay? In 16 games, 81 for 976. Edelman played 12 games, had 74 for 850 and six touchdowns. So yeah, I really, think, no comparison. No, He's I think better. Landry finished two points ahead of him, and he right? won, and, played and four, four more, more games. games. Yeah, yeah, so I don't – yeah, that's not really too much of a, a worry. And – Unless they add someone, I mean, Gordon's not going to be on the team. Edelman is, who knows about Gronk? He's going to be by far the number one, and even more so, you know, in that offense. I, I don't think he's going to rise to, you know, a, a top 10 wide receiver all of a sudden. But I think he's a very safe when you're putting him down at 19. And there's so many guys later on that have this, have potential. I just wonder, there's always somebody that breaks out and becomes a lot better, you know, jumps up in the list. Just wonder who that's going to be this year. I don't know. Um, shoot, maybe it'd be like a Kiki Cutie without Demarius Thomas. He's clearly going to be the number two guy. Yeah, or he's down there yeah, in the forties. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and a lot of the the younger guys too. Christian Kirk. You wonder about yep. him. DJ Moore. You wonder about him. Cortland Sutton. DJ. Now that he has, I, I don't think that Flacco is a huge increase. You know, really. I know people are going to hate me for that, but uh, you know that he definitely has a stronger arm than Keenum did. So maybe that'll help him out. Flacco gets a lot of hate, but yeah. I mean he's fine. No, I, I just still, don't think he. I don't think he's. Yeah, I think he's an incremental improvement over what they had last year. I don't. Th- I don't think right, he's yeah. a giant jump. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's better than Keenum. I'll say that. I know that. But and the other so. the other um the other interesting guy, and we talked about him a lot at the end of the year, but Dante Pettis. So I think he, he played twelve games and with the games he played, he looked really, really good. So I and you'll have Garoppolo back. So I think that is a guy that I'm probably gonna try to get late that I think could make this giant jump and, you know, be a contender for a top 20 spot if, if things go his way, but you'll be able to get him for way less than that. Well, he, and he's, he's not like completely under the radar though. He's, um, let me see here. Ranks wise early on. These people are not forgetting about him. Let's see here. Dante Pettis is currently 37th. He's one spot below Cortland Sutton, one spot ahead of Golden Tate. So he's yeah, he's not as far under the radar as I thought he might be. No, I guess not. I thought he'd be a I thought he'd be a yeah. slow burn. Like he's ahead of yeah, he's ahead of Golden Tate, Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard, that's Curtis Samuel, Anthony Miller, Kiki QT, Dee Westbrook. You know, he's ahead of all those guys. And yeah, he's I I didn't expect him to be that far up there. Another guy who is way down there yet, who could be interesting, is going to be James Washington. With, yes, he has to be right. Yeah, um, I, I I have an un. I don't know why I like this guy so much. He didn't show anything last year. I, you know, I didn't watch him a whole lot in college. During it was you know just highlights of of tape and and then obviously you know combined and all that. But for some reason, I think on Pittsburgh with a year under his belt, that guy could be really good. And I think especially with Juju taking, you know, taking all of the all of the attention if Brown does leave, Washington is wide open at the number two spot, which they love to use in Pittsburgh. So they're saying that number two in that Pittsburgh offense is typically pretty good. Yeah, I know it's not the same Pittsburgh offense, maybe, but I don't know. They seem to make it work. And I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. No, you know, Bell wasn't there last year either, but no Bell. No Brown, but I mean Connor and Juju, I think are pretty good replacement for those two. Yeah, really not do. not bad, and for way less money. <laughs> yep. So James Washington is. I, you know what? We're not going to be the only ones. This is going to get. By the time the season rolls around, he's not even going to be a sleeper anymore. Probably. You know how that works. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah everything will get jumbled way. around. Is there um? You know the the people. Oh, I was gonna say one other guy that we have to talk about. If he can ever stay healthy, which I just can't imagine he will. But if Will Fuller can stay healthy, I love that guy. But yeah, he never can. But I, the last team I, I do want to talk about, unless you have something to say about Will. No, never the biggest Will Fuller fan. Yeah, I know you you hate because he can't stay healthy. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but the the one team that I find really interesting, where they, I think they do have quite a bit of talent at the wide receiver position. Um, but none of them scored rel- you know, too high where I think maybe they'll be undervalued a little bit. Um, but Chicago, the Bears, when you're talking about um, Anthony Miller, who I think was a great rookie, and then you also have Allen Robinson, which, you know, in the 13 games that he played, he actually started looking more like himself. And Trubisky took a way bigger jump than I even thought he was going to be. So how, how do you feel about Chicago? I like Anthony Miller. Robinson, though, he's already ranked 20th. So I just feel like the value is not going to be what I I don't want to take that risk with him. That's my problem is he's already 20th. He's he's right there. I don't know. I just I, 
I don't have a good enough feeling to take a risk with him. But Anthony Miller is another story. I will take a risk on Anthony Miller because he's ranked 42nd, so he's down there a little bit. I like Miller a lot. Robinson, I still think he'll be good. I just – at that spot right now, even, I ranked like Julian Edelman ahead of him. I'd probably rather have Edelman. I mean, there's not – I don't like this spot. That's the problem. I don't like this spot in the wide receivers from like 20 to 25 where it's currently ranked which is like the Allen Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey. It's a Corey Davis, Doug Baldwin, Jarvis Landry. I like the guys below that more. I like the DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd's there. Those kind of guys. I like the upside plays. I mean, I guess Robinson's that, though, too, isn't he? Maybe I'm going to talk myself into this. Yeah, kind of. I mean, would you say he was ranked right now? You said He's ranked 20th right now. Yeah, 20th. I mean, that is... Eh... Yeah, I probably I probably wouldn't go with him if I have to take him right at twenty, um, just because I know, like you said, uh, I don't know. I you know I get enthralled with with guys as well. Like if you pick correctly for which Rams wide receiver is going to go off, you're you're sitting pretty right. So like I, I really like Cooper Cup. I think you can make a very strong you know case for Edelman. But you know would I take Robert Woods? You know I all of a sudden I'm kind of like nah, probably not. I just you know I. He outperformed. He overperformed. Cup was hurt. You know, it's guys like that where they fall off, and then I can grab Allen Robinson. But once again, I think my biggest issue with him, and there's a couple other players like this, is you get enamored with one huge season they had, and you say, this is the bar. This is what they can hit. And he had that ridiculous season, but really that's not the that's not the accurate comparison of where we should be looking. I mean, really last year – you know, when he got healthy, if you averaged those numbers out, you know, 20th is probably about where you're you're hoping that he, he goes if he stays healthy. So it's not bad value. Right. Really. Probably fine. And maybe he, he, maybe they make maybe Trubisky. He, Trubisky made a jump in fantasy and he did make a jump and he was a better quarterback, but he can become a much better quarterback yet. Like there's so much room for improvement for him yet. Yeah. So if he makes even a bigger jump, that could really Robinson could be up there. And, and Trubisky, he did get injured when he was on his the hottest streak, you know, of his season. So, yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely could work out in that his favor. I just um, currently, I think Allen Robinson would be a mid twenties guy for me, and also kind of one of those that uh, <laughs> I think you mentioned. It's kind of like I would rather go to a different spot and take a risk. Maybe it's not a yeah, it's if, like, if, if I'm he not going right, to take that. If he comes around, maybe I have a, a running back or a tight end I would well, rather go get. Because I don't want him as my second. I don't want him as my second receiver. I feel like I, I don't feel comfortable with it. I'd rather, I'm hoping I'm getting like, you know, somebody else in the middle, Kenny Galladay even, as my number two. But, you know, maybe you're not always that lucky. But I feel like you load up on running backs and worry about the receivers later because there's so many good running backs. You just get a bunch of them the first couple rounds, get one good receiver. Because I don't get a couple, I don't know. Some of those young guys are going to jump up, and I just don't know which ones. You just got to hit on those. Yeah. There's so many good young receivers. There are, and we're we're about to see if, uh, you know, the Brown trade could definitely shake up who's what yeah, or, uh, we, you know. We have to wait and see what happens with that because yeah. it could bring somebody else's value way down. Yeah, because, I mean, you're also looking at, you know, is Emmanuel Sanders going to be undervalued even though he had that big season – and now you have Flacco and Sutton, and I think there's a lot of question marks. And I know that you're not a huge Emmanuel Sanders fan, but the same. Yeah, coming off the injury, he's way down. He's 46th. Right. So maybe yeah. he's actually a value now. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Or Marquise Goodwin, who was amazing when he played with Jimmy Garoppolo two years ago. Didn't he was hurt this year, just like Garoppolo a lot. He didn't play with him. And so he's down to forty seventh now. Maybe all of a sudden he's under the radar steal. Oh, there's kind of a few guys like that. Or maybe Geronimo Allison coming back from injury. Maybe he really was going to become good, and he got hurt. It ruined that, and he's down there at 50 right now. He could be an interesting one. because He could. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I, I'm I telling was, you, those other – Yeah, I was driving hard those, for that those, one. But, but those, rookie, those rookie Green Bay receivers, none of them impressed me. I'm, none of them did. No. I wasn't impressed with Valdez Scantling. I just wasn't. No, I, I wasn't either. I, I, I think it's up for anyone, but I, I wasn't impressed with – Geronimo either it's kind of one of those where I'm I don't think I'm going to take the the guess unless something happens in the offseason where it tips you know kind of tips their head as far as who they're leaning towards but right now I feel like it's just a cluster but I mean who knows even and not my favorite pick but at the same time even Michael Gallup now that he's the number two he has a year under his belt in that Dallas offense I mean he he could make a a, a giant leap forward as well because he's in such a better position in his sophomore season than he, he did, you know, this past year. So even even someone like him, he's kind of interesting all of a sudden. He is. He, he started to show some signs, too. So that's what there's so many of those second and third year receivers. Just got to <laughs> dig deeper and figure out who that guy's going to be. You know, see if we can figure out the right one. But all right. I think that's it for wide receivers. I think next week we'll probably talk about quarterbacks a little bit. I posted my top 10 ranks. Got some good responses for that. I'll probably post then I'll, I'll just i'll make sure i go post the rest of the ranks just to get some good good responses so if you want to get in on that just go to the instagram page and check out the different rankings posts make your comments yeah I don't, you can you can hate on them i'm fine with it i'm used to it by now you're not you're not posting yours right now jeff but you you know the in-season ranks how it goes <laughs> it's always a fun time right now it seems to be more brutal than normal Uh, Oh, well, but all right, that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys next week.